0: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast with iHeartRadio.
1: Hey guys, it's Ashley. I was just waiting there for Ben to say, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Oh, that's on me right now." Ben will be joining us later on the show, but right now, I have Rachel Lindsay on to talk about this episode, Fantasy Suites. Rachel, hello. Hello. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I feel
1: like I was just talking to you. I know. I feel like we've already (laughs) analyzed these guys together. If you guys didn't know, um, Rachel and I were on Access, um, the YouTube channel last week, and we really grilled the guys when it came to Hometowns. So I'm glad you're always a good conversationalist when it comes to this stuff and and basically everything in life. (laughs) So I'm glad to have you here break down this episode with me as well. Okay, Blake was the first guy out there. And they weren't allowed to kiss or touch. Did you? You didn't have one of those dates, did you? What? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a fantasy suite, and I don't want to say which which episode it was. I think it may have been from JoJo season or Ben season, and they couldn't kiss or touch because there was somewhere where it was forbidden.
2: Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if Brian and I had that? We probably wouldn't be here today.
1: <laughs> Do you think it would be almost good because it would create sexual tension?
2: 100% would create sexual attention. I mean, it's actually kind of a really good idea because it's going to make for a good fantasy suite, I would assume.
1: Actually, that could be really good. You don't touch until dinner time. And then at dinner time, you get to like, hold hands and peck a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Walking to into the room and it's like, boom, I haven't touched you in literally two and a half weeks because, you know, hometowns, there's a big gap in that. Yeah. Rachel, only you would know between the two of us how much time is between hometowns and fantasy suites. So let everybody know. Um, it's
2: about. Oh, my gosh. See, mine was a little weird because, remember, we spent time in Dallas before we actually went to the fantasy suites because my sister couldn't travel because she was oh, pregnant. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it was about between the hometowns, I'd say like
1: a week and a half, two weeks. Okay, so about 10 days. I think that's what Blake was yeah. saying. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's a it's a long time, and then you see each other and you can't touch. Oh, my gosh. I would be frustrated. I was like, get it over with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the theme with Blake is that he is just worried that his feelings are deep, but he doesn't know if the other guy's feelings are the same. You know, he's just like, I can't imagine that they feel this way. There's no way that they feel this way. And I know that Blake is your favorite, right?
2: He is. Why and is this, that? This upsetting to me. Well, it's, it, well it's, this is upsetting to me, this behavior, because it's like a downward spiral. Like, you cannot focus on the other man, you have to focus on the lead. Otherwise, he's been out of control. But he's my favorite. Like, because I feel like his chemistry just sweeps through the TV with Becca. Like, there's this instant spark. You can tell they're really into each other, and it seems so natural. It's a passion. Like, they've known each
1: other for such a long time. That's what it looks like. Totally. There's a passion between them, and even a communication between them that I don't think she has with the other guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, I... I don't know, I just like it. Well we're He's able vibe
2: person. He gives me a good vibe. I mean, I'm a, I'm am a vibe person and he gives me a good vibe.
1: He does. But he also gives off like obsessive vibes sometimes. Would that be a turn off for you? Okay. See maybe I'm this is where
2: the logical side is coming in, but I feel like how can you not be that way in that environment? Like it can't be all perfect because that was like a worry for me with Brian. It's like, how are you so positive? This is the craziest way to date someone. Mm -hmm. It's natural to me. To see somebody crack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so that, I guess that's how I look at it. But I also see no wrong with Blake. So maybe <laughs> I'm, maybe I <I'm> have a problem.
1: <laughs> no, I actually think you're opening my eyes to that because sometimes I watch Blake and I'm like, Blake, geez, can you calm down? You're so anxious. You're making me nervous watching you. But then again, I know that I am usually Blake. Like, I'm just that nervous <laughs> person. So I'm the last person to say something like that. And then you're right. It's almost, like a red flag if they're not freaking out just a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, he really likes her, and that's what I get from it. He doesn't want to lose her, and that's the only thing that I see when I see him break down. Now, this episode is bothering me a bit. I feel like it's, it's a downward spiral. That's what I'm afraid of at this point.
1: Okay. I'm afraid that if he isn't the last one standing, that he is going to lose his freaking mind. He says that he's never been in love like this before. Even the last relationship where his parents were honestly, like, concerned, like, we should probably send this guy to get some help. Point. (laughs) (laughs) He says he loves Becky even more than he loved that girl.
2: Wait. Can I first say that I thought you were going to say I'm afraid if Blake isn't the last one standing, Rachel, that you're going to have a breakdown.
1: That's what I thought. You were about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've changed my wordage. It was going to be a little less PC.
2: <laughs> no, I promise I'll be okay. But you're right. Actually, you bring up a really good point. Oh, no. I totally forgot what his parents said. And the parents know you best. That could have been like telling. Oh, yeah. How he is. I, I know. Mean, think about that. I'm truly concerned
1: about him if he doesn't get picked. I am too now. Well, we know that it's between Garrett and Blake, and it's just interesting. Garrett, to me, very sweet, nice guy. Doesn't seem to be as much depth there as Blake, but maybe it's just because he's just naturally more lighthearted and fluffy.
2: Fluffy is the perfect word, and I'm going to start using it now. Oh, good. I'll give you all the credit.
1: Because when it came out oh. of my mouth, I was like fluffy to describe no. Garrett, Mr. Manly Man?
2: Nope, I get it. Because he's so light and seems light. to be carefree. And nothing yeah. bothers them. So that's perfect. I'll give you the credit for that if I use it going on. <laughs> oh, um, thanks it's okay it's hard for me to watch at this point right because i know how my season went and i know how the finale is and i know when it gets down to this last two the last two how hard it is and Mm -hmm. i have come out and said you did not get to see the essence of brian that's my biggest regret in this whole
1: thing you didn't get to see what the essence of brian oh okay yeah so i think it's almost re repeating itself because yeah. i'm like of these two guys we've seen way more depth with blake like i guess we saw more depth with peter and he then did. you're like why can't there be more focus on the other guy's depth
2: <laughs> yeah no and that's what i'm trying to watch it as a viewer and not as somebody who's been through the experience so i get pulled both ways because as a viewer it's blake but going through the experience i'm sure there's more to Garrett. i'm sure he's not all fluff you know i'm i'm sure there's some depth there but we don't see it
1: let us into your more of your frustrations about that how you didn't get to see the essence of brian
2: yeah i mean i feel like when i when you saw brian and i you saw a lot of making out and we did do that i'm not going to deny it right so you make that up but you didn't see our meaningful conversations i remember the first one of the first conversations I had with Brian, he told me how his parents had been together for 39 years. His dad had cancer very early on and how his mom stuck with him and how he had three children before. And I just learned how much family meant to him. That was one of our first conversations. you mm-hmm. never saw that. No. So we really were building something. And I understood why the audience saw Brian a certain way, but I hated that they couldn't trust that I had the whole story and you had two hours a week of these these people.
1: I almost said characters. <laughs> Why do you think they do it like that?
2: I just think that if it's obvious maybe who like you're more into one person than another, then that's not good T V. You know? Okay. I think that you need to you need to have more of a dynamic relationship with multiple people. And especially if there's nothing there's nothing going on. Like Brian and I had no drama, mm-hmm. then that's not not good TV, nobody wants to watch that, you have to create something.
1: So, I guess that's um, that's the thing. Like, Blake is giving her so much concern each week, and that's better TV than Blake, who's who, Garrett, that's just like, Oh, I'm good, I'm confident, let's do this thing, let's do the yeah, damn thing.
2: Nothing, yeah, <laughs> I've heard that in a while. <laughs> it just everything just rolls off the back, right? Like, Oh, you know, there are other men here, who cares, whatever. Mm-hmm, you know, I mm-hmm. like, there's like nothing, I don't know. Has he frowned once? No. Has he he done anything other than that big smile? Oh, I guess there's
1: there's two times where I'm thinking Garrett wasn't just like fluffy, (laughs) and that was with Chris R when Chris R was all concerned about not getting time in Vegas on the group date. And I loved that Garrett. Me too. (laughs) I want more of that Garrett. I was like,
2: that's the Garrett we've been looking for. I, I wrote like a whole thing about it. No, I really
1: liked him. Oh, what was the other time? The other time is actually when we were then when they were talking about Colton's virginity. He like actually was like, I'm not sure if that's something that <laughs> she's gonna be okay with going into an engagement.
2: That's oh yeah. I guess I forgot about that part too. See, okay, maybe that's the side that Becca's thing that we don't really get to see.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the the man-up side. Yeah, I do too. But I feel like whatever decision she makes at the
2: end, you know, I definitely want people to be supportive about it and Mm -hmm. not, you know, like, for example, if she doesn't choose Blake, I'm not going to criticize Becca for her decision because she made the best decision for herself. So I hope that people give her that same respect. Because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, wish upon her that you trust the decision that she made.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. What you went through was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Moving well, I mean, on. It made, it made <laughs> us stronger. So we're all good. That's good. You know, I think that Jared and I always say the same thing. It's It's like, if we could go back in time and he acted on certain feelings at certain times where he didn't actually do that, we wonder if we would be as strong as we were today. So we are happy yeah. we went through it all in the long run. Completely agree. Let's see. Okay, let's talk about Jason for a second because we, we know poor Jason left, and I think he's a fantastic <laughs> bachelor candidate. I think, you know, he he's like suave. Um, he's like that guy who's going to actually – he's going to make the girls go crazy, I think. I don't think Blake or Garrett would necessarily make the girls go insane, but I think Jason has that sexual aura, that little like, I'm not gonna come at you, you need to come to me. I'm not so easy to get aura.
2: But if he's the bachelor, and I agree with you, that's the vibe I get from her. And and the hair is really the key behind it. So you know that, right? I know it's different. I if the know hair was different. We wouldn't we wouldn't describe him that way. There's something okay. Very smooth about
1: that hair. I completely agree. If he just yeah. were to put like some hairspray or some gel in there and like have some spikes, you know, if, if he were to have the Jared or Brian hair, he wouldn't have that allure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird to say about our fiancés? No, I, I totally see it. <laughs> okay, it's that slicked back Milo Ventimiglia hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally, totally see it. I was just thinking about him being a good bachelor. I just, we just need. He's going to have to open up more. To be a good lead, you have to let yourself go. hmm hmm I agree. And, and, and he's too put together. Because I feel like I was. I was, like, more put together during next season. Mm-hmm. And then I was a little bit more let go as the Bachelorette. So I'll be more to him.
1: We've seen him opening up a lot more the past two weeks when he gave her the photo album of all their times with friends and the stuff that we didn't necessarily see on TV. That was so cute. And yeah, it he cute. he wanted her to know just how deep his love was, even if he didn't say it all the time. It was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. she cut him off before fantasy suites. She she, you know, let him go at dinner and I asked him this the other day at men tell all i go would you have rather gone into the fantasy suite and had that time and then be honestly dumbed the next day or would you have preferred the way it went where you didn't have that intimate private time and he said he would have rather had the fantasy suite and been broken up with afterward
2: of course i'm glad he was honest about that me too Anybody else who says otherwise would be lying. I, okay, that makes me like Jason even more. It's so true. Yeah. So he could have more time with her because it really is different when you have that time off camera.
1: What did, did you have a fantasy suit with Eric? Yeah,
2: you did. I did. I did. And I think it just, it fills the deal for you if it hasn't already because you'd ask all those good, juicy questions. You can stay up all night and talk. You know, and I just, like, after each one, I knew what was up. Yeah. so for him, I think it's kind of like seeing it through. Because he's probably like, man, I didn't even get that chance. I bet there were things he wanted to tell her that he hadn't told her yet because Mm -hmm. he thought he could do it in the fantasy suite.
1: Mm -hmm. I think... You definitely give them the time. I think it's almost more hurtful and more frustrating, and they leave with less of a feeling of closure if you dump them before the fantasy suite. Now, if you really don't think that you're going to end up with this person in the end, then, you know, don't sleep with them. Just talk in the fantasy suite.
2: Right. She did not have to sleep with them. I, I just feel like it was like, I don't want to spend any alone time with you. Yeah. I'm going to you. <laughs> That's how I read it, because you don't have to sleep with them. And maybe maybe she didn't want the impression to look like that, because people always assume that. That could but be. you don't have to. I know. Like, you, you absolutely don't. I didn't sleep with everybody in a fantasy suite. You have to do that. Mm-mm. You really can't just talk and get to know the other person. And I feel like, I don't know. If I'm being positive, it's, yes, yeah, she wanted to send him home before... Um before fantasy suite because she didn't want to get his hopes up if i'm being negative she did not want to spend any alone time with him
1: could be i think she just has a guilty <laughs> conscious coming off ari where she really really doesn't want to lead anyone on
2: that's good even though it's inevitable right because <laughs> that's the whole I, game it's the whole game i knew before fantasy suites what i was going to do yeah and I still, you still have to keep people along each week. So you're always leading someone on until the very end. You have two people that propose to you, you're always leading someone on.
1: How does that grate on you? I could not. It's hard. I mean,
2: it's like, that's why you see people break down in the end because even though you know this isn't the person for me, at this point, you've grown. Close to them in some way, whether you see them as a friend or as a boyfriend or for your future, there's some type of connection there. And you don't want to hurt their feelings because this person's pouring their soul to you. And in in your mind, you're like, you're not the one, but you have to keep it going
1: Mm. for purpose of the show. It's hard. It's really hard. hard. So I understand her breakdown. Before we get Ben on the phone, Let's talk about sleeping together in the fantasy suite. <laughs> so I have this thing. I have this this made up stat that I think like at least 35% of people don't sleep together in the fantasy suite. I would say it's higher than that. I probably, I usually say 50, but I'm really trying to be realistic now. So between 50 and 35?
2: Yeah, I would I'd say 50. Okay, great. Like, Is, I mean. I, yeah, I, I might be even higher than that. I know. I <laughs> there is just this huge assumption. And I get it. If I'm, you too, I'm watching, you haven't had, been with someone for weeks. You, you know, you're drinking, whatever. There's obviously this physical attraction with the other person. So, of course, you assume that that's what happens when you go behind the closed doors, my parents say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get it. But more likely than not, no. Sometimes you're just tired
1: and happy happy to have a good night's sleep. I know it's such a better (laughs) night's sleep than usual, too, for some reason. It is. It is. is. All right, let's get Ben on the line. But first, let's talk about one of my favorite places to shop these days. I actually got a boatload of clothes for less than two hundred dollars. Like I'm talking like eight outfits for $200 from Up recently. ThreadUp is the largest online resale store where you can find all your favorite brands for up to 90% retail. I got a lot of Adidas stuff. Like I just needed a lot of new, you know, sweatpants that I could look clean and sleek in. So I went to Up and I got a ton. They also have Lululemon, Free People, Madewell, Gap, North Face, all those huge brands that you're going to go spend a lot at the mall on, you go to ThreadUp and you're going to get it for like up to 90% off. Plus, if you go to threadupcom slash Almost Famous today, you'll get an extra 25% off your first order. ThreadUp has a huge selection and they make it super easy to shop because you can save your sizes and your favorite brands and search for exactly what you want. Like if I don't want, I don't want to like type in dress, I can type in sundress, a-line dress, evening gown, and then it, it just all comes up for specifically what you're looking for. Every item also goes through a 12-point inspection process, so you know what you're getting is in high-quality condition. Many items even still have their tags on them. The ones that I got recently, I think there was a couple tags still on them, so nobody ever wore them before. Thread up selection is always changing. They add over a thousand items every hour. Yeah, what? Over a thousand new items every hour. So you can basically be on there just losing yourself in shopping for hours a day. We're constantly on their site, seeing what's new. I highly recommend it. Right now they're giving you an extra twenty-five percent off, like I said. So go to threat up.com slash almost famous. That is T H R E D U P dot com slash almost famous for an extra twenty five percent already low, super low prices. Threadup dot slash almost famous for an extra twenty-five percent off today. Benny Boy. What's up? Hey, it's been so weird without you. I like keep pausing for you to like come in.
0: well that makes me feel special at least (laughs) oh we
1: missed you uh your girl rachel slash the girl you battled in lip sync battle Mm -hmm. on thursday night Mm -hmm. is on the line she beat you dude she beat you
0: did you watch ashley what's up rachel (laughs) (laughs) before we get into this i need to ask ashley her yeah i watched Um,
1: it ben i was there (laughs) oh that's a
0: good point oh yeah that's a good point you were there um I tell you what, what? Uh, as soon as Rachel stepped on stage, I, I knew even from the beginning that uh, the odds were against me. Um, and so, like I said, I knew I had two options. I wasn't gonna dance better, but I could do the most outrageous things to try to get the crowd vote, and I still didn't even do that. so I lost in all in all aspects.
2: I actually have to disagree with you, Ben. When you just <laughs> call me maybe, I was okay, I have not admitted this publicly yet, but I thought. That was the most genius song to do. And I feel like the show didn't capture how into it everyone was. Because I remember sitting back watching like, oh, my gosh. this! Is-. I thought you were perfect, crawling on the floor, dropping it like it's hot. I thought, oh, my gosh. He- you did really, really well. I, I was absolutely <laughs> nervous.
1: I will have to say this. Ben probably won round one, and you, Rachel, won round two. And usually round two is what really gets you the win.
0: You know one thing I learned from all of this? What? Wearing makeup is a big pain because trying to get that stuff off of your face (laughs) is horrid.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. Even makeup remover wipes don't usually do the job. I use baby oil when I wear as much eye makeup as you did that day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe
2: maybe you'll appreciate our struggle and what we have to do to look beautiful from here on out.
0: I, I get it. Now, I will tell you, Rachel, that was one of the most fun things I have done post-bachelor, bachelorette, is lifting battle. I had an absolute blast that day.
2: I did, too. No, that was like a dream for me. I mean, I do that at home, so it was nice to do that <laughs> I've been preparing for this my whole life.
1: <laughs> that uh, is amazing. You guys did a great job. Um just one more thing about makeup. Rachel, are you with me in this? It's totally off topic, but think I'm just thinking in a, you know, just a daydream right now about how much I hate removing my makeup. I delay going to bed a solid hour each day cuz I'm putting off taking off my makeup and washing my face.
2: Okay. I'm with you, Thank you, but I just fall asleep with the makeup on. Oh, you do? I don't want to do it. Yeah, no, it's bad. Oh, I, I like a lot of times I fall asleep with my makeup on
1: because I don't want to do that. It's I don't want to take it off. Worse, it's girls' underrated biggest first world problem. Yeah, it's almost it's oh, it's painful. I give myself like three days a year to fall asleep with my makeup on. I'm like, I am this tired. I'm gonna do it today
0: hey i've got respect for you side. both now <laughs> thanks yeah i've got i've got total respect for you both for any for any woman out there or male i mean i i like the eyeliner i thought it, i thought it, i could rock that every day
1: i love it, guy liner it's, it's
0: a big pain yeah it's a good thing it, it kind of brought out felt like it brought out my eyelashes mm, ben, I mean, my
1: face right now. ben loves his eyelashes <laughs> he uses a curler now he uses a oh no you, you use a spoolie
0: yeah, let's not say curler. Let's not go overboard here. I use one of those. Yeah. Is that what I call this? Mm hmm. Where well, you brush them out. Yeah, it feels good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, long eyelashes on a guy are, are very attractive. So, oh. yes.
1: I Learn wish I had Jared's eyelashes. They're the most beautiful thing ever. I think about creating my own eyelash line and calling it the Jared, or at least one style called the Jared, because he's got the most beautiful eyelashes.
0: You should do that. You're a little obsessed.
1: You guys, we are really <laughs> off topic and weird right now. Let's get back to Jason for a second. And I have a question for both of you. Jason made a comment to Becca about the future together. And she knew that her future wasn't with him at that point. And it freaked him out. Did you guys experience similar things? Are you both just so astounded <laughs> that you have no idea what to say?
0: No, I was going to wait for Rachel to respond. I was waiting um, on this. <laughs> You know, I wait, think, you- yes, of, of course. You know, Ashley, here's the, here's the secret, and maybe uh, Rachel, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Coming from Becca's side, there's more times than not that I'm in that situation where you're in this process. You're trying to discover these new relationships. You're working through, um, you know, getting to know the person. You're working through if this person's right for you or not. You might have really strong feelings for somebody else, but yet you know that there's a certain amount of people that you kind of have to keep around. And so you kind of have to tiptoe around these relationships all the time. I remember like sitting in bed at night thinking, okay, like what's the necessary evil? Do I get rid of this person because I maybe have a strong relationship with them? or I don't have a stronger as relationship with them, or do I get rid of this person, but yet they're maybe a good friend to me and they're easy to be around. Like, even though you might not see a future with them, especially at the beginning, you kind of just keep people around, at least I did, because they're easy to hang out with and they're fun to hang out with.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like that's what Nick kept me around because we, we were cool with each other. That's, that's what I've come to, to realize as, as I did my own season. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I don't think I told anybody that the same way that Becca told Jason. I don't know if I was like that outright with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, Rachel, even like hearing from you here, uh, like Becca was very direct. Uh, and I think for me in life, I was never, I, ha- I had a struggle being very direct in relationships, I, especially when it comes to breakups, with the positives. And even when you're in a relationship and you know it's not the, you know, the, Conversation is going to break you apart. I could, you know, talk honestly and openly. But when it comes to that, like breakup moment, I always kind of skirted around it. Or I had, you know, in college, I would do the, the typical ghosting thing, where you know, you just disappear because that, that hard conversation. When this show, they're in this process. I became really good at the direct breakup because you have to, you have to, you have to allow the person the respect to say this is why this is no longer working for me. And and I felt like that was a good practice get into and so I can see where Becca at this point in the process is really prepared to be that honest and open with Jason did, did you feel that way
2: um, well I'm pretty direct naturally maybe a little too direct so I I found it easier to be that way in the beginning but as it got towards the end especially the top three um, it was harder for me because I was really trying to be sensitive to their needs, and I feel like when you get to the top three, everybody feels like they could be the one. So I was direct, but I was a lot softer with it, Um, a lot more gentle than I would normally be.
1: How frustrating is it to know who you're going to pick and then still have to entertain other people?
2: That's hard. I mean, I don't... When did you know, Rachel? She said I knew... I really knew in Geneva, which was week seven, but I didn't say anything when I was during hometown. I turned to Brian's producer and I said, Brian's the one. And oh. I walked away. Like that's, <sighs> and that's how I said it. Like, I didn't say anything else. And I think I just took her by surprise. I don't think if she really believed me, but I turned to her and I said that right after hometown. And, um, and I also said, I love you in Spanish. And then I told the producers that it really means I like you. <gasps> uh, I was like, oh my uh, means I like you uh,
1: Oh my gosh, that's so great Because I was going to ask you When you told the producers that Because that's when I feel like it's real It's documented
2: I told, I told my producer After Fantasy Suite I told his producer at Hometown
0: Then? Hmm. After Fantasy Suite, you knew
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mine is different. You know, when I, I think I've heard this on the podcast, but it's been a while, but you know, week one, uh, Lauren, like I, I, my jaw dropped, but the show really helped me out because they're like, there's still a lot to get to know about Lauren. There's still a lot to get to know about these other women. And so I was like, you know, when you're on this show, you're always kind of waiting for that next big thing that's going to like shock you or surprise you or throw you off. And so I thought the whole time, like, Oh, something's going to happen. That's going to totally throw my relationship off. I'm not going to like this woman anymore. She's too good to be true, that kind of thing. And the show definitely helped me feel that way uh, to keep me going through the whole process. It was not until, I'm not kidding you, it was not until probably after the fantasy suites that I finally just took a deep breath. And I was like, okay, I've actually got something good here. I was kind of on guard through the whole process, just waiting for that next shocking revelation of, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't the person for me
1: and that never came with lauren
0: never came it never came i but it was the one thing that got me through because if if not if if that wouldn't have been in the back of my head there's no way i could have done the whole show there's no way i could have like perpetuated relationships continue to get to know people continue to converse with people because i would have felt so guilty the whole time knowing that oh my future fiance is in this room and i'm dating somebody else i could have never gotten through it so it was that idea of something shocking is going to happen that's going to change my mind. That kept me going.
2: Oh, interesting. Can I, that is interesting because I I have a question for you actually. So yeah. for me, the second date told me everything. That's why I say Geneva. And I don't. I'm curious if if you thought that I was actually back and forth until I gave those second dates in Geneva, and when I went on those those three one on ones, I knew it, it. It was shocking for me because I knew everything I needed to know about th- those three people. And that's mm. what made up my
0: mind. Isn't it crazy two dates and you feel like you know everything? And now I mean, I feel, I feel like almost do. Uh, yeah, I think Again. it was, I think it was the first, that first initial interaction that made me go, "Uh Oh, this is something really good. My second date was something that, go, that made me feel, I don't want to leave this person. But then at that point too, my heart had started to open up to a couple other relationships and they had started to form because I allowed it to happen. And so that's when my like mind kind of got off balance. Was I thought I had something really great, but then it had been six weeks in between my first date and my second date with Lauren. And so in that time, I had built other relationships that had kind of maybe caught up to that first interaction with Lauren. And and so then from that point forward, it was all right. Let's get serious. Let's start really diving into this relationship. Is this real or is it not? But I'm with you. Yeah, I really felt like after that second date, I knew even more. That this was going to end in, in an engagement for me because that's how much I felt.
1: You guys. Yeah. I don't know how you have strong feelings for multiple people at the same time. Mm. Explain you this. Huh? No, explain this to me.
2: I think you have to Rachel do this. I
0: yeah. Did you?
1: you?
2: I yeah. I thought I wasn't going to like anyone. And then I found myself really struggling with. I remember there were six people, and then there were four people, and then there were two people that like I had like strong feelings for. But I knew, I guess there's the thing. Ask to answer the question. I had strong feelings for multiple people, but not the strongest. Maybe maybe that's what you felt with Lauren. Like I knew, I knew that there was one that was separated from the other. By the time I had finished my date with Geneva. But still strong feelings, but not necessarily a future. I remember thinking several of these people could have been my boyfriend. But that's as far as I yeah. went.
1: Okay. I guess, I guess I can see that where you can have crushes on a couple people, but know that one person is yours for life.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: I definitely crush a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah, that boyfriend idea. (laughs) 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 There's a lip sync battle song. Um, I, uh, you know, that's, you know, girl, yeah. That girlfriend idea for me was like, yeah, these, I could definitely date these people, but this this isn't my forever person. But and the more and more people I talk to, you know, Becca came out publicly and said it. I know Nick had these feelings. I've known our, you know, obviously, obviously Ari had strong feelings for multiple people. Um, the, Mm -hmm. It happens more and more when you put yourself in this experience. And I think it's because be- people are so beautifully complex. And this is one of the only environments that you get to explore that complexity while at the same time knowing that you're on a path to spend a life with somebody possibly. And so you're very much in this like romantic, love stricken mindset. And I can see where you open your heart up enough, magic can happen. I mean, real magic. And so, yeah, yeah. in the real life, Maybe, like, it's harder to fall for multiple people, but mm-hmm. in this environment, you're opening yourself up. You're hoping you fall for somebody in general, and then all of a sudden, you find yourself falling for multiple people and for me. And, and I, it was almost a blessing that I fell for multiple people because I was so nervous I wasn't going to fall for anybody.
1: Same. Rachel, while Same. you're still on, did Brian watch your season? Every minute. And he was, and, and how many fights did that bring on?
2: It really, okay, so I, it really didn't. Brian's ridiculously under, understanding, you know? He's a, a bit of a garret. hmm As mm-hmm. For, 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 So I, after the show was over with, I mean, the day after, I told him everything. Everything that I could possibly think of, everything that I thought that would bother him or that he would have a problem with, I told him.
0: Oh, okay. And that's
1: that's the, smart.
2: that's the type of person he is. He wants to know absolutely everything. But I kind of was like Ben. I do not think I was going to fall for anybody. And then when I did, I almost think that that's better because I can say that I picked you. It's not like you were the only one there. I didn't like anybody. And then hmm. there was just you. I truly opened myself up to what could happen. And I still fell in love with you. And I think that that's
1: more special. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>
2: i love that it's true though that's, yeah, that's a really that's
1: a really nice way of looking at it that i think people need to hear thanks yeah Ray,
0: you, you always you always had i mean i think one of the things that you did best was you kept a very uh cool and collected um you know uh, mindset through this whole experience and even though you know you definitely had some great guys at the end i really felt like brian could walk off this show confident that you picked the person that you wanted and that you knew you, you were in love with. And so as I watched this season, I think that Brian had every right to be, you know, obviously a little jealous at times. It could He could feel a little insecure. That that makes sense. But I really did think you did a good job and, and something that I did fail at of uh, perpetuating this confidence in him as your partner saying, no, you are the person I want.
2: No, Well, thank you for that. And I think that that's That You saw that come out in the finale, which is why people were so hard on me because I wasn't empathetic or even sympathetic to what was going on with Peter because I had a relationship to protect. And it wasn't that. It was just kind of like that happened three months ago. In this last three months, I've been building this relationship with my fiance, and I want to honor it. And so I'm trying to tell you guys my truth, but it came across a little bit more harsh than I wanted it to. But I was really just trying to protect what I have. And be honest about some of the things people didn't see, mm. because to me, I'd rather I'd rather, you know, protect my fiance than keep the the image that everybody wanted me to have. So that that relationship was more important to me to protect than the one with everyone else. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lindsay, I was gonna let you go, but then I thought of one other of to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about weddings, but first, I want to talk about a company that I know is going to be framing some of my wedding photos when the wedding day comes around. It's FrameBridge. I have been using FrameBridge a lot while decorating my new apartment, which has been a complete project for me. But FrameBridge has helped to make it as easy as possible when it comes to framing some of my favorite pictures. They're super easy and affordable. They can frame anything from art prints to posters to travel photos that are just sitting in your photo library on your phone. Just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or if you're going to upload like a piece of memorabilia or a poster, they're going to send you packaging supplies to safely mail in your physical pieces. You can preview your item online in any frame style. They have a ton. Choose your favorite and get Free recommendations from their talented designers so that you can figure out what exactly your piece is going to look best surrounded by. Their expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver you your finished piece directly to your door. And it's going to be ready to hang instead of all the hundreds that you're paying for framing at a store. And damn, if you've ever custom framed something at a store, you know how expensive it is. But FrameBridge... They are going to just solve all those issues because their prices start at $39 and their shipping is free. Think about how expensive normally shipping something like a heavy frame is. Not with framebridge. All shipping's free. Plus, our listeners are gonna get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com with the code almost famous. So get started today. Frame your wedding stuff, your birthday, pictures. Pictures from your special events at framebridge.com. Use the promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS for an additional 15% off. Framebridge.com, promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Okay, so speaking of wedding photos, Lindsay, Lindsay, (laughs) when are you going to change that name?
2: Oh, you know I used to think I'd never change my name, and now I'm like, I
1: absolutely would.
2: I, um I'm a, I'm a new woman here but brand new woman this, this show will change you let me tell
1: you <laughs> um so it'd be Rachel uh, Abslo Ab, Abslow. Abolo Abasolo Rachel Abisolo. that's nice
2: yes I yes thank goodness it, it's a nice last name.
1: Are you Um, so sick of people asking when you're going to do this? Because it's so unbelievable how Jared and I got engaged five weeks ago and people are constantly asking us if we have a date yet. I'm like, what? We have a general time frame, but an actual date? No, we haven't gone venue shopping in the past month.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, wait. A couple of more weeks and I'll start asking you about babies. Just wait.
1: Just wait. Ben, Um, Ben, did you get the same
0: oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think it's just like, I don't think that's unique to the bachelor, or bachelor. I think that's just life. I hear my friends who get engaged and as soon as they get engaged, or as soon as you really start dating somebody, I think for more than two months, all of a sudden, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> will pull you aside and go, all right, when are you getting engaged? Great. Fine. So that step happens. You get engaged. And as soon as you get engaged, then the next question, as soon as it happens is, when is the date? You don't have time to breathe. And then, you know, here's, here's the greatest part about it. Once you set your date and the wedding happens, then as Rachel said, then it's babies. And so it's like, mm-hmm. there's just never this constant, like, there's never a contentment. Or, and this is why. Two years ago, I like to pick a word for every year and, like, say like use that word in my life for the year. Because I feel like that's what God's telling me to do. And, and two years ago, when I was still with Lauren, it was celebrate. My word was celebrate because I felt like it was such a constant grind and a constant what's next that there was never the moment for us to celebrate. And I think as people, we need to start celebrating those huge accomplishments. Like, Ashley, you're in love. You found your person. Celebrate that. Like, stop looking for whatever's next.
2: Love it. Yeah. No, I wish wish people could just celebrate what we have, and maybe I'll start using that as well. I'm going to say, as my good friend Ben Higgins says, why don't you just celebrate that we found each other and what we have?
1: That's we'll so nice. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> you want to savor the time in between all the logistical planning of a wedding. Yeah, let me enjoy this. I will get to that in another month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah. So to answer your question, I mean it's the same thing that I said you know, when I was here before. Mm-hmm. You know, we would, of course, we would love a televised wedding. Don't know if that's going to happen or if it, it 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 could be that that could take too long because I don't want to wait you right. know, another year to get married. So it could be that just a fit in our timeframe too. Like, like you have one for yourself. I'm hoping by the spring, to be honest, I think if it's not on TV, it's going to be a destination wedding.
1: Okay. So it'll be um, a small wedding that you get probably thrown yeah. together in nine months. Or less. <laughs> <laughs> or less. Okay.
2: less. Okay. I want to do it all for me. That's part of the beauty of the show. I don't want to plan it.
1: No, I'm not planning my own. I mean, I doesn't need to be on TV for it to be not planned by me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I asked you that because I know what you said two months ago when you were on the show that you, you know, would be open to a televised wedding. Jared and I don't want to rely on that. I don't even think it's very likely at this point. So I'm going to really start planning next month. Um. So that's basically my question for you was were you going to hold out for it or were you just going to like really start thinking about it on your own?
2: No, I'm definitely not going to hold out for it. Like I don't want to wait another year to get married. Right. Um, but at the same time, I've like things have just been so crazy and I, I know you're going to run into this too so I haven't even started. I never thought I was planning for a wedding. I thought I was going to a courthouse. I'm you- a couple of degrees, degrees above a courthouse at this point. But I want somebody to do it for me in a destination. So, or at a destination. That's
1: cute. Um, I like that for you I mean, guys. I
2: have started looking at a dress though, and I've and I've switched over to a dress. A compromise, a nice compromise. So I, I really have started planning that and narrowing down what
1: country we would want it in okay. if it's destination. Would you ever do it in Spain, where you guys got engaged?
2: Uh, no, I think we've done Spain. Like I, I really like the idea of Colombia because. Um, Brian is Colombian and still has family there. So I like that it would have a cultural meaning to it. That's important to me. And most people I, um, I know on my side have never been to Columbia, so I think it would be nice for them to go to.
0: I, uh, hey, Rachel, can I can I offer you something? Please. Generous, the coffee company that I operate, has some incredible coffee farms in Colombia that I would love for you to get married at.
2: Oh, my gosh. Great! See, putting out there. I can't wait to celebrate at one of
0: these places. <laughs> Amazing! That's great. <laughs> um, we're I'm good friends also, Rachel, with the Rioja wine um, people who did your uh, final episode, and they've been oh trying God, to convince me fantastic. that Spain. Yeah, okay, so so if you ever do go to Spain for your wedding, which I know that you just said you probably wouldn't, I would love an invite to even be like your photographer. So that I could just visit this winery.
2: <laughs> you have to go though. Okay, maybe maybe we will. It is actually gorgeous. Not as easy to get to, but it is beautiful. You have oh, to and the people oh, are great. Man.
0: Oh, man. This uh this wedding talk is really sweet from both of you. I think I think this is what our listeners really want to hear. Like I I know that we just talked about hey, you're always moving forward, there's never that contentment. But I think our listeners just really want to. Hey, here we go again. Celebrate with the both of you. I get it all the time in my emails and on Twitter. I, I Our listeners really just want to, and I think that's why this show is continuing to be successful even, is they just really want to see a love story play out to the end. And Rachel, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I really think that from the moment that you and Brian walked off the show and people saw you in public for the first time, they thought, this is it. This is the love story that's going to play out to the end. Can we, can I don't want I don't want you to to disclose too much and not get too personal. But are people going to be able to see your love story play out to the end?
2: Oh yeah. Wait, you mean like on TV? <laughs> like
0: not, on no, no, head not head. necessarily on TV. Oh. Just in life, like, and just in life.
2: Yes, yeah, like I, I tell people, I'm like, we've been together for 15 months, and at 33 and 38, like we know. Yeah, we know at this yeah. point. And so <sighs> you definitely till the end. It's it's really nice, It's really refreshing, and that's, I feel like we're like we've been OGs in the game. We've only been 15 months, and Caitlin and Sean definitely have a beat. But we're just like in that time, well, it was the right time, right place for us to meet, and it, it was just it's something I never thought that could happen. So yeah, we're it's definitely the real deal.
0: Well, I'm telling you, Rachel, we're all happy for you. Rachel, I know I came on late here. I am at a, an event for Generous in Denver, um, and so I'm running around like crazy. But I had to talk to you. Congratulations on a big win with Lip Sync Battle. Um, I, I had you. a blast. You know, I am competitive. I hate to lose, like really, really hate to lose. But there was something <laughs> about Lip Sync Battle that I walked away that night, and I said, I just had a really good time, and I'm glad that yeah. I got to compete against you. Um, way to kill it, way to make it fun, it was great to meet you there. Um, Rachel, thank you for coming on with the famous podcast, we really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much, and always a good time, guys. Thanks for letting us ask wedding questions again. That's
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, anything.
1: <laughs> thanks. Alright, talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.
0: I wonder how long Rachel's been sleeping in the same sheets as Brian. I mean, she said that Fantasy Suite uh, was when she knew, so I wonder what led her to that belief. Maybe it was what they were sleeping on, and if it <laughs> was what they were sleeping on, I bet they were sleeping on Bull and Branch. Ashley, you're sleeping on Bull and Brand sheets now, aren't you?
1: Definitely. It's the only way I get Jared to sleep with me. Ha ha ha. Jokes.
0: <laughs> that's a funny joke. I know <laughs> that's funny. Um, Hey, Bull and Brand makes the softest, most comfortable, 100% organic cotton sheets you will ever sleep on. They only sell to online at bullandbranch.com. So their seats cost less than half of the designer brands. That's incredible because they're as nice or if not a lot better. I'm telling you from experience. Ashley's telling you from experience. Jared's now telling you from experience. Maybe maybe that's the, one of his biggest wins, you know, finding you. You, you, <laughs> you are a, a, a trip. You are somebody that should be celebrated and cared for and loved. But one of his other wins is find, finding those Bull and Branch seats.
1: She, hey, it's not bad.
0: I get it. Uh, They're made from 100% uh, pure organic cotton. They start out soft and get even softer over time as you wash them. Three U.S. presidents love bull and branch sheets. You want to be like every president, don't you? You won't believe how comfortable 100% organic sheets can feel until you try bull and branch. You can try them for a whole month. If they're not the most comfortable you've ever slept on, you can send them back if you don't like them for a full refund. No risk means no reason not to try. Plus, you will get 50% off your first set of sheets. At BullenBranch.com, use our promo code. Please do it. It keeps us chugging. Almost Famous spelled B-O-L-L and Branch. I think you know how to spell Branch, but if you don't, it's B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code Almost Famous for fifty percent or fifty dollars off your first set of sheets. BullenBranch.com. Promo code Almost Famous. Sleep on soft sheets. It's worth it. You need it. Sleep well. Get some rest.
1: Hey, Ben, now that I have you alone, I would love to talk about what you're doing right now in Denver. You're finally home. How's it feel? I feel like you're never Uh, in Denver.
0: I'm never in Denver. It feels really, really good. I'm telling you, like being away for a month, I'm starting to get this uh, weird kind of like anxiety at times. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's just like or that for me and that I want to, I really want to start pursuing like relationships and I really want to find somebody. And I know that it's the more and more I travel, the harder and harder that will be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that's been on my mind. And if I was all like, as transparent as possible, the other part is friendships. When I'm out of Denver, you know, my friendships don't struggle because they, they understand, but they, they're out hiking. They're out camping, they're out doing their thing. And I'm, you know, seeing it on Instagram, that's tough. Um, I've gotten to spend some amazing time with my family, uh, which has been really cool. But um, I do miss my friends, and and I miss kind of getting in that routine. So being back in Denver is awesome, and especially this week, because I'm able to be down at the Denver Outdoor Retailer, which is the largest outdoor retailer expo in the world, and Generous Coffee is actually one of the coffee vendors. So there's not many of us. We got chosen, as, uh, and there's only a select few, so we're out here um, just hustling coffee, serving coffee, talking about generous, talking about the fact that you can drink the best coffee in the world while at the same time, um, making the world a better place. So that's my job this week. Um, we're just, uh, we're just running a vendor booth at at the expo, but I love it. This is, this is really, I think actually like, this is my passion. I love the the podcast and I hope we could do the podcast for the next 20 years together. Um, but generous is, uh, generous really is kind of my passion project and it's, the one thing that keeps me feeling, um you know, really, really purposeful in life.
1: So people are out there buying fishing poles and kayaks, and the <laughs> the few girls that are hanging, the few single girls that are hanging around, that are going up to the generous coffee stand and trying to slip their numbers on the receipts.
0: Uh, sometimes you get a couple numbers out there. You know, it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good move, and sometimes you know you get a little receipt slipped to you from it with a number or maybe a, a DM or something. You go, hey. There's potential here, but I'm just looking um, you know, I'm just looking to, to start to get in that routine where I'm even open, up, have the ability to open up to that aspect of my life. If not I have no time to invest into it and that's that's not fair to anybody, including myself.
1: Yeah, that's that is that is sad. You really you don't have enough time to like sit down. Jared and I feel the same way. I know it sounds really weird, but we have very few nights where we can just like sit down with a bottle of wine and even binge watch a couple episodes of the show. We're just yeah. we'll get home at 10 30 11 some nights from who knows what and then we fall asleep watching house hunters and, and then we'll wake up at one and we're like okay we should probably go wash our you know brush our teeth and wash our face and go to bed and it's just we'd like a whole couple days to dedicate to wine and tv and my fiance. <laughs> I
0: get it. actually actually can i ask you some personal questions <laughs> sure how often do you and Jared still make out? As much, less, or more than when, you know, you first start dating again?
1: It depends how, like, often we're home. It If okay. we're home for a night, then, a, then, then fine. But I guess it was definitely the first month or so. Where it was more making out than ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense.
0: And then um, do you feel like your hygiene has picked up now that you're with him? Or have you gotten even more comfortable in just, like, your own, like, nastiness
1: has my hygiene picked up or oh i've gotten i've gotten too comfortable with nastiness we make fun of it all the time it's like it should be this is hashtag this is 30 but it like feels like hashtag this is 40 because Uh. because we were friends and know each other and we have been so comfortable with each other for three years that now we're at this point where it's almost too comfortable sometimes and i should probably ramp up the romance
0: yeah yeah i mean that's, that's like a slippery slope i do think it's important right i mean it's important to continue to keep like some some flavor some mystery um some heat and all but you also you're, you're living in your house you don't want to have to be on guard all the time maybe that's a good actually i think that's a good question for our listeners um any listeners out there please email ashley at ben and ashley at com. we want to hear what your thoughts are you know maybe what a, a six months to a year into a relationship mm-hmm. What seems to go, what seems to stay, what needs to stay, and what needs to go? And how comfortable can you actually get with your partner during that time? Like, what are your beliefs on this? We want to hear it. We want to learn it. Ashley's going to take notes on it. I'll yeah, those are
1: good. That's good yeah, advice you know, I we need. Um, speaking of getting gross together... -mm. This week I've I tell everybody when I throw up, I'm not really sure why, because it's always so dramatic. It's never just like, oh whoops, I was at home and then I threw up. (sighs) We were on our way to a photo shoot. It was our engagement shoot. (laughs) And I was like, I don't really feel good. And I didn't feel good for like 45 minutes. And then we stopped to get some Tums and Ginger Ale. And as soon as I took a sip of ginger ale, Everything started bubbling, even worse than it was. And I was like, you're going to have to pull over to the Shell station because I can't make it. I'm not going to make it. And then I throw up in the parking lot at the Shell station, and Jared just sees this, like, lava coming out of my mouth. Poor guy has watched me now throw up violently twice.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's bad. I mean, that's too bad for you, too.
1: It's just so not sexy. It's like, are you going to kiss me for the next 24 hours if you just saw what came out of my mouth?
0: Uh, did he?
1: Yes. And I'm like, how are you so good? You're so sweet. And he took such good care of me. He went on two CBS runs. I don't don't know how I would have done it without him.
0: Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I don't know if sweetness, I I, I hope that doesn't... uh, equal sweetness because it would be hard for me to kick anybody after i've watched them puke like <laughs> at least for not like right away but like at least for like a couple days like a couple, couple of days hours. i
1: know no, no, a
0: couple hours okay a couple like, hours but the, the 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 fact that he did it right away is like it shows first off that he just loves you a lot oh Check
1: not out. right away ben like oh okay. no like a couple okay. hours <laughs>
0: okay
1: like after i brushed my teeth
0: Oh, fair enough. That oh. that works. Oh <laughs> that, no. Gonna...
1: No, no. Have you That's ever thrown up in front of a significant other?
0: Um, yeah, definitely. I um I mean, you know, when you live with somebody, I think you it's, you can't hide anything you don't really want to. Like when you're sick, you need help. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've definitely thrown up in front of a significant other. It's it's just it's hopefully at that point it's it sucks for both parties. Like you feel bad for your partner that they don't feel good and that they're sick, and then it sucks for you too because you know that you're now in like nurse mode and also you know you are susceptible not the most attractive thing in the world yeah i would definitely need i think anybody to at least be able to brush their teeth or mouthwash after getting sick And, and if you need to brush your teeth i think we just have the perfect solution for anybody out there
1: yeah um We got a toothbrush that's going to clean your mouth even after you throw up raw zucchini spaghetti. It's called Quip. Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of other bulkier electric toothbrush, but it still packs just the right amount of vibration to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip also has a subscription plan that is designed for your health. It's not just convenient. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that sections right to your mirror and it unsticks whenever you need, and you can have a cover That's hygienic for travel when you take your toothbrush anywhere. You know how you don't know where to put your toothbrush when you're packing? You're like, do I wrap it in paper towel? Nope, not with Quip. It has a cute little thing that you put right over it. So it's clean when you shove it in your suitcase. And finally, everyone loves Quip, including Oprah. It's on Oprah's O-List and it's named one of Time's Best Inventions. And it is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers. They use Quip every single day. If you want to start using Quip, it's just $25. And if you go to goquip.com slash almost famous right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush that is your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash almost famous. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash almost famous. Ashley. Yes, next Ben? Next
0: segment, I know you probably talked to Rachel about it. I need to talk to you about it. Ashley, what are you most excited for leading out to the last few weeks of the Satchelorette?
1: Hmm, we didn't talk about this. I am, well, I'm most excited to see who's going to be the next Bachelor, but I know Every we won't year. get that until Celebrate September. what's
0: happening now. Oh, my goodness. Stop looking for what's next.
1: Okay, I'm excited to see just the proposal. And really? Yeah. This sounds weird, but I'm kind of excited to see their post-interviews because I want to see how they're doing today.
0: I am, too. I'm very interested. I, I don't huh. I, mean, I, I still don't know exactly who she ends up with. I do think her final guys are, are seem pretty great. They seem pretty solid. I think the fans really enjoy them. Um, but these last couple months could not have been easy. The one thing that Becca has seemed to do that we were just talking about earlier, she's kind of skirted around controversy when it comes to The relationships within the show. I don't see whoever she's with being super jealous watching this season back. What do you think?
1: I don't think so either. Yeah. No.
0: What would you grade Becca to this point on a scale? We did this last year. Uh, We've actually done it for the last two years. I think it's about the week we do it usually. What would be your grade for Becca as a bachelorette?
1: Well, I'm going to give Becca a nine because while she's not the most dramatic, is she's done a really, really great job picking good guys. Mm -hmm. Once we've gotten down to the end, I haven't been like, why is he still around? Like, maybe that's because she has really great guys, or maybe it's because she's got a really great picker, and she's also been really, really sensitive towards them, and she's always thinking about their feelings.
0: Yeah. huh What about you? I mean, I think she's done great. I do. I mean, I think she has done about what we thought she would do. She's not super dramatic. Um, she's kind of stayed as the the leader and the boss of the whole thing, um, without coming down as like, hey, you know, kind of look like seeing like she's like there's a hierarchy or that she's um, talking down to these people, which happens sometimes on this franchise where the Bachelor Bachelorette like will talk down to the contestants, and she hasn't done that. Um, you know, the one thing I think that I, I you know, as I judge, and I said it a couple weeks ago. I judge a bachelor or bachelorette on how they react to a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always going to be stuff that pops up. And, and what makes a good bachelor or bachelorette is, is not um, if they fall in love or not, because most people will fall for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's how do they react to really tough situations. And I think Becca has done a great job at it. In fact, she's maybe done too good of a job at it because there isn't a lot of really dramatic storylines, and there could have been. You know, we have the Colton situation. Mm-hmm. We had the Garrett situation. We had early on some of her crazy guys that seemed to always be causing fights and arguments, and she stayed above it and not really made it the main storyline of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so true. So she hasn't been—I wouldn't say it's been the most entertaining season of The Bachelorette, but it could be one of the most successful
0: I would agree. Yeah, it would be surprising to me that if Becca uh, if Becca and her guy, whoever it is, don't work out. Mm-hmm. It would be a surprise to me, like a big shock. It, and so I think this was set up for her. The other part, and I know you and I have kind of felt this way for the last couple of seasons, is I'm, I'm into the season. Like, I'm into the storylines. I'm into the, the people that are there. I'm into who these guys are and who they are to, to Becca. Uh, you know, for the last couple of seasons, I felt very disconnected. I don't know if that was just because I was getting off of mine and, and I was too fresh, but I feel pretty connected to this season.
1: I feel, I feel you actually. I feel yeah. like I care about these guys a lot. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think I think we do. Hey, one thing that's interesting. I just got uh, an email. Um, rumor has it some of Becca's guys though cause major controversy on Paradise, which just coming up very soon. So one of our favorite times of the year is doing this show when Paradise is happening. And it sounds like this year, Paradise is going to be as crazy and dramatic as ever, led by, here's here's what it's the email's saying. I don't know if it's true or not. Leo from Becca's season causes some major stirs mm-hmm. during Paradise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really. I didn't know that he created a stir, but I, I may hear that Wills may be creating a stir. Who's Will? Wills.
0: Oh, Wills. Really? Yeah. That's a surprise to everybody out there because he was he's one of still the top favorites to be the Bachelor. You think so? I mean, I see it all the time on my Twitter when, you know, Mr. Fleiss looks out who the next guy is going to be, and my name always gets tagged. I always see his tag <laughs> with it.
1: Hmm, interesting. He's a great guy. I met him this week.
0: So you like him. You, you'd be surprised if he causes a stir.
1: I'm kinda of surprised that he causes a stir because he he really stayed out of the drama um in this season. You know, Wills was like the least dramatic guy this season. He was actually one of the people that Becca would go to when he when she needed to be drama free.
0: Yeah, that is a good point. You know, uh, you know, for a second here I want to take and, and kind of not go off topic. I think Wills is definitely a fan favorite. I definitely think it would be surprising if if he does cause the drama in Paradise, but Paradise does weird things to a lot of people, you know firsthand. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, one... yes, I do, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one guy that has stayed above the fray and above approach on um, every single show he's done in Bachelor franchise is one of my favorite contestants, Michael G. You love Michael G, don't you?
1: Yes, Michael G is like so funny. He never gets a lot of airtime, but I feel like he's still a fan favorite. <laughs>
0: He is a fan favorite. It's wild that, you know, he doesn't get airtime, but yet people seem to know him. Yeah. Angela, we got an email from one of our listeners named Angela. She definitely knows Michael G. Actually, listen to this email. I know this makes you happy. She goes, I am interested in a guy that kind of knows I exist, but I've had a bit of a hard time getting his attention. I'm super interested in Michael G. from Bachelor Nation. I know this sounds like a crazy fan, but I promise you, I'm not. I saw him on Winter Games and thought he was super cute and then followed him on social media where he seemed like he had a great personality and made me even more interested. He's also in my city, so I was hoping I could casually bump into him. Then something interesting happened. I tweeted him once, his last episode of uh, Winter Games aired, and he liked it. Since then, I've tried to follow up to make that a reality and haven't heard anything. If it's possible, I would absolutely love it if you guys could help a girl out. I always catch his tweets about how dating life sucks, and I've just try- I'm just trying to make his dating life a bit better. Ashley, since you always said you wanted your life to be a romantic comedy, I i hope you can make mine one as well. Angela.
1: Hmm. Well, Angela, if you liked one of your tweets, why don't you just add them?
0: Just go at it, Angela. Just make it happen.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get anything from a liked tweet.
0: I, I get why she loves Michael G. I love Michael G. Michael G is one of my favorite people I've ever met. Um, it's surprising to me that he's still single. He's a, You know, he's an attorney. He's incredibly intelligent. He's good looking. He lives in New York. He's caring and compassionate. Angela, I get it. Um, go after Michael D. I would totally support it.
1: Hey, Angela, how about you send a couple pictures and your bu- like a, a slight bio to yeah. Ashley, to Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com and mm-hmm. we'll check it out and maybe we'll forward it to him. I'm going to be in New York this weekend. Maybe um, I can set something up. Also, that is a good idea. It's worth mentioning that Michael G, when I had a charity event on Valentine's Day in 2016 in New York City, we did a man auction and Nick, Nick Vial went for the highest for a mini date and somebody bid and spent $5,600 for a 45-minute mini date with Nick V. Well, Michael G having as little airtime as he did, but as a New York City lawyer, a very handsome New York City lawyer, he went for $5,300. Oh,
0: wow. Isn't that so nuts? Michael.
1: 45 minutes hey. with Michael.
0: I bet it was worth every penny.
1: So crazy. But yeah, Angela, send us a little email. Let's get your deets.
0: <laughs> hey, Michael G is worth every penny. You know what else is worth every penny, Ashley? What? Bad, fit, fun. I mean, it Bad actually fit. is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I, I mean, it's actually crazy. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code ALMOSTFAMOUS for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. This summer box is available now, so sign up now before they sell They always sell out every time because they're that great. They really are that good. They really are worth every penny you spend. It's an incredible deal. Some of the contents you can expect to see in the Fat Fit Fun Box this summer: beauty products from Tarte, Shy, Oscar Blondie, Butter London, and Zoya. Some of the contents of the current box, the summer box, for your Luna Fofo, Pure One Imports, Marble Ring Dish. Who else has tried Fat Fit Fun? If you're out there and you have, again, email us at iheartmedia.com. If you don't already know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty fitness and lifestyle products. Their summer box is absolutely epic. It has products like um, the ones I just mentioned and many more, uh, always full size, always worth the deal. They're just, uh, it's just beginning. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Check out FabFitFun.com. Use our code ALMOSTFAMOUS so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only thirty nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Again, that's FabFitFun.com. Use our code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You deserve to treat yourself. It's worth it get it that's it fun we're a supporter i get it to my house ashley gets it to her house our friends get it um you know you want to be like ashley so make sure you get it
1: stop but seriously i love it i love the box it's gotten so amazing over the years i remember when i used to get it, I'd be like okay this is nice this is nice now i'm like oh my goodness this is amazing i get tart makeup every quarter <laughs> Okay. Yeah, And I
0: and I get my little eye, eyebrow thing. or Your spoolie? And like, <laughs> hey, Ashley, it's been great to join you today. I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you. Now go serve coffee to all those people yeah. buying kayaks. I got to get out
0: there. Uh, we got a lot of coffee to serve. We're expecting 30,000 people. Hey, if you haven't gone out and bought generous coffee yet, go to generouscoffee.com. Um, please buy the best coffee in the world. It gives back to a great cause. Ashley does it. All of her friends do it. That's why they look so happy and healthy and um, alert all the time. So make sure you go to com. Hey, Ashley, you're the best. You're the best. Uh,
1: This
0: this podcast is the best. Listeners, we love you. We're about to uh, finalize a couple of last episodes of this season's Bachelorette, moving on to Bachelor in Paradise, one of our favorite times of the year. And then we will find out very quickly who the next Bachelor is. Is it me? (gasps) Is it Peter? (laughs) Yeah. We'll see very soon. Ashley and everybody out there. I've been Ben.
1: I've been Ashley. Goodbye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.